When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to She Podcasts. I'm your host, Jessica Kufferman. With me, as always, my beautiful co host, Elsie Escobar. Woohoo! Here <laughs> I am. How are you? How are you today, Miss Elsie? I'm good. I'm good. I, I mean, forgot to introduce know, our producer, it? John. Hello, John. Sorry. Hello. Boy, that was some vocal fry there. Boy, I was like, hello. Me? I know. It was terrible. I did it on purpose. Yeah. We have some exciting news, which is that our Kickstarter was funded for the She Podcast live event. Toot Yay! <laughs> the most exciting part was that when it was funded, both Elsie and I separately, without speaking to one another, posted a video. I'm screaming in, in happiness and so excited and can't contain my excitement. Elsie is crying her eyes out. <laughs> so funny it's not funny i mean it's like she's so touched and overwhelmed by emotion i'm like Wah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i was so excited it was so exciting <sighs> yeah that's like such the epitome of like us like it was so it, fun. it was totally completely i was like i could barely i was like so moved and like so i could barely speak and i tried to not record that pathetic of a message but i was not gonna stop i cried for like an hour <laughs> i know and i couldn't even call her because i was in an uber on my way to a part like a gala of all things and i couldn't call her but like yes this is why we need our own sitcom is because we're like the happy yeah. and sad masks of theater yeah yeah <laughs> we are we totally are like, we... <laughs> <laughs> it's so true anyway i'm overjoyed and moved and honored and want to thank everyone who was listening to this podcast if you contributed in some way. But there are specific people I want to thank. The first person is someone who's been advising me and helping me and doing really a lot of the behind the scenes work. And that's Chris Kremitzos. Chris is my planning partner in the event. And so like the event is being driven by me. But I think a lot of the sweat work is being done by him. And this is proof that last night, because we're still deliberating on a hotel who's taking their sweet time. And I got impatient and I was like, let's try this one, this one, this one, this one. These are cool. I haven't seen those. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to me, he's bid at every hotel and dis and and looked at them all and dismissed them for one reason or another without even telling me. Not that he should wow. have. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But yeah. like I sent him four or five hotels. I'm like, these are beautiful. And he's like, that one doesn't have enough ballroom space. That one wants 100,000 food and beverage. That one's a half a mile from the door to the rooms. <laughs> I was wow. like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm such a jerk. Bye. And I had a bad dream last night, Elsie, because of this conversation. I dreamt that I called someone and I was bitching and moaning about the hotels and then i realized by accident i had called chris <gasps> oh and then i woke up oops. i woke up in terror 6 a.m i texted him and i was like i'm sorry <laughs> and he was like i mean you were a little abrupt but like i knew what you meant i know you're just being impatient you know but anyway i was like anyway the point of this is just saying thank you to chris and um Please give him a shout out and tell him what a great job he's doing so far and, and just keeping me sane because I couldn't have gotten through the Kickstarter without him. I didn't want to burden Elsie with it. So for Elsie, I was just like, oh, my God, I'm a little nervous. But every day I was texting Chris, why did you let me do this? We should just cancel it. I'm just going to have the event. I can't take this anymore. Please, what am I going to do? Like, And every day oh he would answer the phone. What's up, champ? How's it going, killer? You're doing great sport. Like he was awesome. He wow. just kept me through it and through it. That's and then like, and every time we would get another thousand dollars, he would text me and be like, yeah, you're doing great. Woo. He was so cool. So I just want to say thank you to him because he's awesome. And then actually I have some people behind the scenes that have been really supportive 
not necessarily surprisingly, but I did like a little bit of an influencer campaign and I reached out to a lot of people who... Before you continue, what I want you to share is... Sorry, go ahead. You know, I know that it feels like you're talking with a lot of sort of insiders and stuff, but what what I really want to highlight now is tell people who Chris Kremitzos is. There's a lot of people who don't know who the heck you're talking about. Yes, I'm sorry. He's the founder of PodFest. And I met him through his wife, Katie, who had a similar podcast to me when we very, very, very first started. And then he started doing PodFest. So he started PodFest in Tampa. He's a professional event planner. He has planned over 2,000 events, not just including PodFest, but they had a an event um, company called Tampa Bay Business Owners. They did a whole networking company for a long, long time. So yeah, he's an expert event planner. And for those of you who've gone to PodFest, if you've ignored the Wyndham, you'll know that. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, next year we're going to be at the Marriott. It's going to be beautiful. But like, yeah, his events are always really fun. And I really wanted to work with him because I don't know a lot of, you know, the detail about knowing how much space we need, how much vendor space, what the women are willing to pay, etc. I only know the vision I have and that's it. So I've been very grateful to have someone who's already done a podcasting event specifically that can advise me on like, what they like to do, what they need. And, you know, having little spaces to meet each other is really important. Um, mm-hmm. It's not something I think every, you know, bigger conferences always need. Like NAB, do they make sure that they have little cafes for people to chat in or do they just want like the biggest rooms they can find? Every event's different. Right. <sighs> Sorry, I'm all hyped up. So it's the morning and I'm usually more hyper in the morning. So yeah, so thank you to Chris. He's the planner for and the founder of PodFest. But I will say that Jared and Dan donated to the event. You know, there are a lot of men who donate to the event that we really need to thank. Jonathan Oaks has a VIP ticket. Dave Jackson is going to be there. Mark donated very generously to the Kickstarter campaign. Mark Asquith. And many men have asked if they can be there. And the answer is yes. And I think did did we talk about this last week at all, Elsie? Like, oh, no, I was talking about it on the new media show. So Todd Cochran, the CEO of Blueberry, Rob Greenlee, who's uh, VP of Spreaker slash Vox Nest, had me on the new media show and asked if men could come. And I think I gave the most eloquent answer, which is the answer is yes. And the reason why is that if there's a man that's like, I'm not coming to no stupid women's event, that's the dude we don't want. Any guy who's like, oh, my God, I can't wait to be at this women's event. That's the dude we do want. You know, like any of these guys who can't wait to see us, help us be supportive, be successful. Like John Buchanan's perfect example. He's just like, I got to be part of the conversation. I love these girls. I'm coming. That's the guy I want there. Any guy who wants to come to our event is welcome because just by wanting to be there, you're the kind of guy I would want there. Does that make sense? Now, it doesn't mean the content's in any way going to be skewed for you. So just be prepared for that. It's mostly right. – it's, it's all women, but I want you to be there if you want to come. So please come. So buy your ticket. I'm just going to say this real quick before we go on to the thank yous. The Kickstarter ends tomorrow. The prices will go up after tomorrow if you're listening to this on Monday the 15th. So – if you're hearing this now, go buy your ticket, 149 If you're not sure if you can come, buy a ticket and later on when I get all the attendee information, you can indicate that you're going to donate it to someone who wouldn't otherwise be able to come because we are going to have a list of people that can't attend, a wait, you know, a wait list for those tickets. So be generous and buy a ticket. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to finish my thank yous and then – We'll go on to Elsie's thank yous. So I did a little bit of an influencer campaign and John and Kate from Podcasters Paradise, John Lee Dumas, Kate Erickson, both donated and shared about our event numerous times. So thank you. Jordan Harbinger has shared about it numerous times. Carrie Hoffman has donated to it. The Satellite Sisters, y'all, thank you. They are our first sponsor. We love you. They wrote and were like, how can we give you more than this money? And so I put together a sponsorship for $1,000 on the Kickstarter. So if anyone wants a full page ad or a swag bag insert, it's $1,000 and you can buy it on the Kickstarter. Yeah. So I mean, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Carrie Hoffman from PRX and I are going to work together to figure out some way of letting attendees pitch a network. So I'm excited about that. So thank you. I have some women who are coming to visit, you know, Emily Prokop is coming from Connecticut this weekend to stay with me at night and work on this event with me. Deanna Trevetti from Twisted Philly is coming down. John is going to come down and we're all going to hang out and like tag team what we need to do to get 
like the website up and the sponsorship deck complete and get everything like at a point where we can just sell, sell, sell. So I'm really excited. Isabella Russell was very sweet to call me and ask if she could be any help when I said yes. We had a call. She had a whole agenda of things to tell me <laughs> not to make mistakes and like how to make sure that I get the most out of this and the best out of that. So thank you, Isabella. Bonnie Frank texts me every day with amazing marketing ideas. It was her idea to have the coaching corner, by the way. So That's thank great. you to Bonnie. Karen Yankovich has been sending me all kinds of amazing people. She's also agreed to have us on. Katie Kremitzos is having us on the show. Indiana Adams is from Atlanta. She has a show called Coffee and Crumbs, and she's offered to help plan it as well. And she does a Coffee and Crumbs event. It's a huge show if you haven't checked it out. Anyway, those are my thank yous. I just want to say thank you. I'll probably thank you a million more times. But yes, I feel like I'm accepting my award speech, right? But it's just a Kickstarter. But it was a big deal. Like, I feel like I worked for every dollar. I'm still working for every dollar. Like, I, not just because I've had to ask people to buy tickets, and, but because I hate asking for money on such a, <laughs> such a violent, like, reaction to it that I have physically forced myself to write some of those emails. However enthusiastic I sound, it's wildly uncomfortable for me. It always has been. So it makes it even more the sweeter that I've accomplished it. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I know. Go ahead, I mean, Elsie. I know you have a few too that we've worked with. So It's crazy how, you know, stepping outside of your comfort zone, right? You have to take that step. And I mean, just to kind of think about what you've had to do with this stuff, you had to do it. And Part of, I think a lot of us out here in the podcasting space, we tend to really think things are just going to happen. Like this should happen. We should have this or we should speak up or how come this isn't happening? And part of it is that a lot of us, at least especially with, with us as women, and I'm only speaking from that perspective at this moment, is that we kind of figure we can't or uh, somebody else is going to take care of it or there's nothing we can do about it or, you know, whatever. And and that's ingrained, I think. And even though that's not true, I know for me that sometimes that does come up first. Who am I to do this? Right. We get a lot of that mm -hmm. imposter syndrome kind of thing come into the totally. scene in our minds. And part of it is that I think that this is a really lovely <sighs> example of how somebody can do it. You, Jess, you did it. You were uncomfortable. You wrote these things in addition to being supported and uplifted by people around you that held you too, right? And I think that that, for me, is what really represents what She Podcast has always been, that it's been always this sort of like open-armed yes from a lot of people that yeah. we were from the get-go, people were like, yeah, come on. Oh, yeah, let's do this. Like even just thinking back to what was it the, even like we had just launched the podcast when the first podcast movement happened. But like, I remember mm -hmm. even after that, Dan and Jared were so supportive of us and they were constantly like, what can we do together? How can we help you? You know, and stuff like that. And they gave us the stage before anybody else did. Yeah, and that's right. We didn't really, I mean, we, uh, yeah, we asked, but it wasn't like we were like, please do it. Please, please let us, please let, like, we were not that, <laughs> we were not that. They, yeah. people have always been able to, or like stepped up and said, like, how can we help? And I think that that for me is one of the things we need to highlight a lot of the time, which is it's kind of shifting the narrative of like, there aren't so many women in podcasting, women in podcasting, we need more. Yeah, we do. But we also have a lot of really wonderful people who have always been supporting. It's just that we don't yeah. really ever cast a light on that. Right. And I hope that this event does that because as much as it is about she podcasts, us, that we've done it, like including with our community, not just Jess and I, we've always had this incredible support from men and women all over who are just like, we yeah. love you and we want to help you, which actually takes me to some people that I want to thank. And I want to start off with the folks that are writing all of the podcasting emails out there, those newsletters that are coming out. And, and, and it's just, it's been so great. And a shout out to Sky Pillsbury from Inside Podcasting, who I DM'd her and I was like, did you see this? I've never talked to her ever before. <laughs> and she was like, no, I don't even know what this is, you know? And she was so open, so willing to help, so willing to help with 
to to know who we are. She helped clarify some things that she didn't really understand. Like, do do you really mean this? And and it made me kind of go like, oh man, yeah, that's probably not what exactly we mean. We probably can do better with that. And she just kind of helped us clarify some things just just right from the get-go. Super supportive. You guys, she writes this, and I'm leading with her because she is one of the only women at this moment who is writing about podcasting, um, not necessarily in a daily email, but she's at the helm of this stuff. You know, she's vetting these stories that she's putting out there. So if you don't subscribe to Inside Podcasting, please do. Links will be all in the in the show notes. She's incredibly open to hearing about stories and whatnot. Yes, it's still very heavily corpcaster and very much about the money that's going in in the coastal places. But you know what? I know she's open to listening to something else. And I know that she's only going to get better, especially with the way she writes. So I'm really pleased with that. She has a fantastic newsletter. And uh, James Cridlin from Pod News, who I think we've mentioned many times in the show before, were also sponsors of his uh, newsletter because we do, you know, we, we believe in the work that he's doing out here. And I like the fact that he covers the space in its totality. And he's also, you know, he pushes back a lot of the time when he sees things that he doesn't necessarily align with or whatever. But he's out there. He is present. He is inquisitive. And his newsletter is absolutely worth reading. And also the Podcast Business Journal, which is another newsletter. And Ed Ryan, the editor, has been just a gentleman and uh, such a huge supporter. He just literally just is like, how can I help? How can I help you get this, right? Constantly giving us ideas, which we obviously have not executed on either. But to be able to have just that, the ability for these guys to just step forward and do this. So again, if you don't subscribe to the Podcast Business Journal, please do. Even just with that trifecta of you subscribing to these magazines and newsletters that are about podcasting, you will know almost all the things. (laughs) Almost. Almost all the things. And I want to give a, a big shout out to Katie Kremitzos as well for being so kind and having us do, what was it, a Facebook Live, right, for her group, yes. which she has. Biz awesome. Women Rock. She had us both come in live and talk to her group about this. And thank you so much for opening up your group to us because we know what it's like to run a group. And we also know how important that is, those special safe places that we've created that we just don't want to just be doing all of these random things for people. It's it's our stuff and we want to serve our people. And so I recognize what that means. And thank you so much, Katie, for, for that. Also, the entire Podcast Guru Slack channel, which most of you guys have no idea about and most of you will never know, but it's just <laughs> a small group of like some of us old schoolers that have been around for quite a while, we have a It's like a podcasting channel. brain trust. Don't be shy. I know. <laughs> well, it's just fun because it's like you can get, I, I don't know. Anyway, those guys and women, those women and men in that group have been amazingly supportive. I mean, just yes. with everything that they've done. Everything that has been going on and them being absolutely on board and like, how can we help? So Todd Cochran, who was already mentioned, and Rob Walsh and Mike Dell from Blueberry and Evo Terra from Podcastifications and Paul Culligan. Paul, I'm sorry, the Podcast Report. That's his thing. Ray Ortega from the Podcasters Roundtable and Daniel Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast. Mignon and uh, Grammar Girl and Rob Greenlee from Spreaker and Slash Voxnet and more that have been in there popping in and just supporting us and tweeting about us and making sure that their respective people knew what we were doing. We're just deeply thankful for that. Um, No questions asked. Always like, yes, yes. How can we help? And I think that that's what's been so humbling that people are like, of course, like there's no, you know what I mean? Of course we can help. So Thank you to everybody. And yes, for sure, yes. please buy your ticket if you do want it. Right now, what is it? What is like the regular show floor ticket right now, Jess? So we can just make sure that people know. The regular price ticket is $149. It's going to go up yeah. to 249 And the regular price VIP ticket is 299 And that's going up to 499 And I know that we okay. haven't even mentioned what you get with VIP besides preferred seating and a green room, but we are probably also going to have like an exclusive social event for VIPs. So that's worth springing for the extra. Okay. 
Well, cool. So if you guys want to get some of that stuff and like score big, this is the time to do it. I think I might it. actually, now that I'm thinking about not to interrupt you, but I think I might have a mm-hmm. um, special VIP swag bag too. Oh, cool. That's going to be neat. Yeah. It's like fancy. It's kind of like those uh, red carpet events where they get the bag full of fancy Yes, stuff. exactly. That's what I want it to be like. But I want the VIPs to get more cool shit cool. than the other bags. So I, I'm not sure how I'm going to f- work, make that fly yet, but somehow I want it to fly. Okay. Well, good. So if you please don't delay, go over to ShePodcast.com slash live to get your ticket right now at this incredibly low price before it goes up. Oh, and oh my gosh. And of course, hello, the She Podcast Facebook group is a thank you. Holy crap. All of the women oh, in there. Yes. It's just like a full on party all day, every day it now. There's a party in there this week, dude. It was amazing. Oh my God. I've just changed my entire life around <laughs> to come to this yep. event. And it's like, oh my God, the pressure. But it's it's amazing. I just got my ticket. I can't wait to see, you know, I mean, or I just bought my plane ticket. I mean, there. I don't even know what to say. All I can say is thank you. I mean, you know, wow. Holy crap. Amazing. Exactly. I feel the same so, way. They, they've been amazing. Yeah. All right. So we've spent a half hour. Yes. Thanking everybody. Kiss, kissing which is, ass. No, I'm just kidding. It's needed. All right. So I think it's time for the news, eh? Yeah. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. That's still a really good jingle, even though I hate hearing myself. It's awesome, dude. It's awesome. But, John, you are a genius for putting that together. Seriously. What did you say? I did not hear you. She was just telling me I was a genius, and I and uh, I'm appreciating it. I'm reveling. In oh, it. okay. Oh, yes, yes. We're... John is a genius. All right, John is a genius. Okay, so we actually scored on a little bit of news because usually this doesn't happen. Usually we're a little late, but this is actually yep. like very current. So bonus, yes, very. So Apple Podcast guys, you know Apple Podcast. What most of y'all still refer to as iTunes. <laughs> has released an updated web interface uh, for the link. So, you know, most people say, you know, listen to us in iTunes is what most of y'all are still putting out there. And then, so you have that gigantic long email address that, you know, you have on your website or you share on social media. And then when you clicked on it, it was like, it was an okay page, but it was sort of not optimized. It was kind of like white looking in the background. And then the lettering was very gray, light gray. You could barely see what it was. And in, on a computer, that's what you see. You don't really get much of that. If you don't have iTunes installed, you can't really play the thing. If you have an Android, you can't see it. But alas, all of these things have been changed now with these new amazing web interface landing pages that Apple has created. So as of now, y'all, for the link that you already have for your show, if you are in Apple Podcasts, if you click that link and you're on a browser, you will see that it looks so much nicer. So what do you guys think? Like, how would you describe it, Jessica? How would you describe this landing page versus the last ones that you used to see? I mean, functional? Yeah, <laughs> I would describe yeah. it as functional, and it was not in the past, even the slightest yeah. bit functional. So I'm grateful for that. I mean, otherwise, it's kind of the same. It's like exactly the same, but functional. I, I don't know. Here's my thing. You know, if you did this before, okay, so now that I'm an Android user. Yes, that's right. If you right. did mm-hmm. this before, you would go to iTunes. It would send you to the iTunes page, web page, but you couldn't listen to it. Now with an Android you can listen to it through this page, which is fantastic. And I got to tell yeah. you, I think that because Google stepped up, made the Google podcast app and made things so much accessible, I think Apple's like, what? Wait a minute. We got to keep up. So I love this competition. This is just going to be this yeah. better for podcasters all the way around. Because as I a, like the competition. Yeah, because as a podcaster, you're like, okay, now I got to share it. So I got to share it on, you know, a link to Apple, Google Podcast, you know, and whatever the player, Himalaya, all these other players. You got to try to get, 
And it's, you should be able to just share one. I would love it if you could, in your podcast or in social media, you could share your RSS feed. And then when you hit it, it would open up your whatever podcast player you have. And then you could subscribe mm-hmm. there. But we don't have that capability yet. If we ever get that capability, then I think podcasting you know would there go through the – Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if you – let's so say many players. Let's say just say I have Overcast because I love – I miss Overcast because I have an Android. So let's say I, you know, I want to listen to a podcast. If they had in their social media their RSS feed, I could hit it. It would open up my Overcast and show me where I could subscribe. That would be – it's so easy. It's like push, push, and you're subscribed. People it that would don't need to do that. Yeah, yeah. People that don't know podcasting, like I know how to find a podcast and, and subscribe to it. But people that aren't new to that are new to podcasting, they don't know how to subscribe. They don't even know what we're talking about. So this is just right. like push, push, and we're in. It's one of the top three reasons people don't listen is because they don't know how. Isn't it? Yeah, we're going to yeah, we're going to talk about some of that stuff in there. But but I mean, let me just talk about these pages really quickly to to, to share like what what the difference is here. So one of them is yeah. that at a glance, you can actually look at this thing and then it is kind of clearly stated where it says listen in iTunes. Right. And that would be iTunes because you're on a computer and that's how you listen to podcasts on a computer is in iTunes at this moment, but it also has, um, you could see the play buttons for not only like if you, in, in a variety of different places. Um, you also can see what the po- the show is about. It's got a really nice description there. It also shows you the first three or so sentences off of every episode at the top. But here's the thing that I really love is that now if you hover over a specific episode, you can actually go to that episode as well. And when you see that, you see all of the stuff. You see the episode show notes. You see a play button there as well. You can actually share a specific episode and it also supports episode specific images that are in there. So if you have like, images that are for your episode that are different from your show page, it really shows those off really nicely. So I think as a whole, this is a really nice upgrade. The other thing that's really cool is just what John was talking about. If somebody now with a Android device clicks onto it, in the past, you couldn't really even do anything with that link. Like you couldn't even access it at all because it it's the Apple ecosystem. But with Android now, you can see and hear an episode if you have an Android device, if somebody shares Apple Podcasts. Lastly, before I kind of move off this subject, note also when you're looking up at the hyperlinks, all of the hyperlinks are now, they're redirecting. So at first, it started with, you know, HTTPS colon slash slash iTunes dot Apple dot com slash and your entire thing. But now it's redirecting to podcasts dot Apple dot com. And I don't know if you guys have been noticing what the sort of um, not rumor mill, but like what I guess what people are are thinking about is that iTunes as a whole is going to be sort of disappearing and it's going to be overtaken by, I don't know if you guys have also noticed that there's been this really key branding from Apple where now the I in front of things has slowly been sort of, it's deprecating, I guess, slowly. So now there's really not that much I stuff in front of things. They have Apple Music. They have Apple TV. They have Apple Watch. They have Apple Podcasts, right? And so all of these things are shifting and that's where they're moving their branding. So one of the reasons that we keep saying to you guys, do not say iTunes anymore because there's going to be a moment here sooner than later when iTunes isn't going to be a thing anymore. It's going to be completely not around. Um, and if so, it might just be an app for your computer to manage your music maybe, but it won't be anything that's going to be on phones and it's not going to be uh, referenced anymore. So if I can give you, all of you who are listening here, if you have not updated the language and the branding on your pages to refer to iTunes as Apple Podcasts, 
please do that right away. And I even venture to say to all of you who are podcast consultants and are helping other podcasters, if you are still talking about iTunes and not referring to iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts as Apple Podcasts, that really shows, meaning it shows that you're not on it. It shows that you're not listening. It shows that you're, uh, I don't know, not necessarily somebody that I can trust to know what's really going on in this space. So please change all the language from iTunes to Apple Podcasts. That is me getting off of my own soapbox. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not yet. No, because I, I have to oh, test no, not you yet. to something. Okay. <laughs> all right, because this is so new, and I'm digging into this as we're as in real time. So mm-hmm. as a podcaster... How do I get to this new podcasting thing where I can see my page from my podcast? Because I'm sure everybody that's listening is going to, is asking the same question. How do I get there? What's the link for that? Is that in the show notes right now where it'll take you there? Well, no, it, this specific link that takes you to your show page, you should ha- already have had. So if you are accepted or have been accepted to Apple Podcasts, most likely than not, you're going to get an email from Apple saying, hey, you're in, dude. And it has a link right there. They give you a link. So the link that most of us have been sharing this whole entire time, that link that says itunes.apple.com is now naturally going to be redirecting to this new link, podcast.apple.com. You can, in fact, change it yourself. So if you have this link already, and it should have like on Libsyn, you can add that link. Most people know what this link is, y'all. If you have this, this is what most people start marketing your podcast as. So if you have this link, it's going to redirect. You can also manually change it. So if you only see your itunes.apple.com, whatever ID, you know, link for yourself, you can change the iTunes part to podcasts.apple.com and then continue. And it will be that link. It will be this. Well, fancy that. I just went because I'm doing this in real time, I just went in and I just put my podcast in the Google search and where it came Mm -hmm. up for the Apple, where it normally would be iTunes. I clicked on that link and voila, there is my page. There is my artwork. There's all the shows. If I click on one, there is not my episode art, just the show art, but okay, I don't care. I'll take it. All right. Not bad. And it's clean. It's nice. It's neat. It looks good and I can play it. I like it. I'm in love. Yep. And look, it's nice. It's very cool. So it's got all the stuff there in it. I think that that's going to really help a lot of people, especially from the Android side of things. So, yep. You guys check it out. See what you think. And then, you know, give us a virtual high five on social media to say thank you so much, She Podcast, for letting us know that this is happening. And I have changed my language to Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So what's next? Ta-da. What's next? This is really quick news. You guys, Stitcher. Yeah. Last week we talked about the Google Podcast Creator Program. Stitcher now has a summer 2019 breakthrough fellowship program. Okay. I'm going to have a link in the show notes. It is over at fellowship.stitcher.com. And this is not necessarily just aimed at podcast creators, but in fact, this is actually focusing in a little bit more on audio engineers. I'm just going to read what it says and then leave it at that. And then if you guys feel this really resonates with you all, please go ahead and apply. This is from the website, quote, the Stitcher Breakthrough Fellowship is designed to help recruit diverse talent and promote inclusivity in podcasting. Our summer 2019 fellow will be embedded in Stitcher's audio engineering department. In the increasingly competitive world of podcast production, the line between a producer and an audio engineer is increasingly thin. In other words, a standout producer knows how to engineer and a standout engineer knows how to produce. With that in mind, at the end of the four-month program, the fellow will develop a degree of confidence in the fundamentals of both realms. The fellowship will run for four months beginning in early summer 2019. It is a full-time position paying $25 per hour pre-tax. The position is located in New York City. Relocation and housing are not included. So if this is you, if you are in a position where this could be something that you love and you really want to dive into, please feel free to do it. Fellowship.stitcher.com. So there you have it. Yay. (laughs) That was like the lamest response ever. Yay. But I couldn't think of anything else. All right. No, the podcast. So the podcast consumer. All right. 
So the nitty gritty. I love the podcast consumer every year. This is the first year in a long time that something new has happened that has excited me. Oh, really? What was it? Well, first of all, I did not hear it live. So whatever Tom Webster said about it, I have no idea. I'm merely making my own observations based on me looking through the slides this morning before we recorded. So Mm -hmm. first, I'd like to say that I find it very interesting that Serial came out in 2015 and the percentage of podcasting familiarity, which is percentage of people who were surveyed that are familiar with the term podcast in 2015 to 2016 went up 6%. But in Oh, it's the same. But in 2018 to 2019, it's also 6%. I thought it was 7 But still, that's a huge jump. That's a huge jump yes, for no specific pop cultural reason, except that it's just growing, which I think is cool. Same with percentage of people who have ever listened to a podcast. That only went up 3% between 15 and 16, but has gone up 6% from last year to this year. Yeah, but the key in that is that it's 51%, though. Now it's over, like, 51% of the U.S. population has now ever listened to a podcast. Which so is amazing. Is but I awesome. still would like to say that it's not just that. It's that I'm just pleased because people always say, like, serial invented podcasting. And the truth is, it's been standing on its own for a long time. And there wasn't that much of a jump when serial started. But now there is. There was a bigger one between... Um, 16, 17, and 17 and 18, and now the biggest one between last year and this year. So I thought that was exciting. I love that 70% of people are aware of podcasts. Is that what that number is? Aware of them, 19%. Listen, 19%. 32 listened in the last month. Does that sound right? And then the top reason people don't listen is not because they don't know how to do it, but because they're just not for me. I think this is classic, I'm afraid to be a nerd syndrome. Well, I actually, for me, that was like the biggest thing that I put out there. So interestingly enough, just to clarify this, because this is crazy. So the reasons non-listeners do not listen to podcasts, 75% said podcasts just aren't for you. That's like what they said. 75% of non-listeners so for me, I kind of like grasped onto that to <laughs> to kind of like add to the, what I teach all of the people that I work with specifically in the E-League and everything that I'm constantly talking about, that Which is- part of what this is about is the fact that we cannot just say, listen to my podcast. You can't say that. You have to position it as a solution to a problem that somebody's looking for. And you actually have to explain to people which people don't get, when you listen to shows, why you would listen to a show, because that's the next thing that they do. Like, I don't have time. I don't have time to listen to it. Well, in fact, you can actually do a lot of different things when you're listening to a show. I do it when I'm at this position. For moms, this would be like the easiest things for moms to have a brain break when they're with their kids and to feel like they're actually talking to adults to listen to a podcast while their kids are playing and they're just watching their kids play. That doesn't ever come into a mom's mind if they don't understand what a podcast is. You might think that you have to take a break and go listen to a show when you have time, which is when? Never, right? (laughs) So you have to, as a podcast creator, we have to tell people that. We keep on complaining about, I don't know how to get, should I make two episodes a week or should I just do one episode a week? I don't know. Who's your audience? Really busy moms. I don't know. What do you think? When are they going to be having time to listen to two podcasts a week without feeling overwhelmed that they now have to consume eight, how many different, like 12 separate podcasts a month? Wouldn't that be a little scary to that? Like we have to address the end user a little bit. Anyway, that's what I thought about. That was like huge for me. Podcast education. To me, when I see that, I try to get into their psyche based on my own experience. Now, I have been a nerd my entire life, not willingly. And when we were kids, being a nerd was the worst possible thing. That's when Revenge of the Nerds was out. And like, yes, the nerds did sing We Are the Champions in the end. But leading up to that point, they were clearly not the most attractive or the most fun to be. You know, they were terrible. They were great, but they were terrible. And so I think adults, I don't want to say 25 to 34 because that's 10 years younger than me. Definitely 44 to 54. I think there are adults that have this. 
I'm not going to listen to a podcast because it's too cerebral and I don't want to think that hard. It's like the entertainment's version of listening to the news because they don't know what the different topics are. They don't know who does a podcast. All they know is that the smarter people that they know listen. And I know this because I was that person until Scott turned me on to it. And he basically had to force me to listen to my first podcast because I was like, that's the nerdiest thing you do. I'm not doing it. And he was like, you have eight hours in a cube where you hate your job. If you don't do this, you'll be suicidal. And then he started showing me the comedy ones. And I plucked out Ricky Gervais because it was the longest. It was like three hours, some of them. And I swear to God, he saved my life. But until that, until I was literally force fed a podcast, I would have been like, there's no way I'm doing that. It's the nerdiest thing ever. It's almost like a secret that you can't tell anyone, but that you enjoy. Part of that is because it's such an intimate listen. Part of it is also that the stuff that you explore and find on your own can be so bizarre and off, like fish nerds. I I shouldn't say that because I do love that show. But if you're a fisherman, you listen to fish nerds. It's probably like a secret thing you tell no one about because it's a fishing podcast. But what about that one about the oyster shuckers, right? If you just listen to that for funsies, would you go and tell people at the PTA you listen to an oyster shucker podcast? It's weird. It sounds you sound crazy, but it's a great show. It's another show that's amazing. So like, I think that people say podcasts just aren't for you because I feel like there's like a reputation. It's attributed to a personality trait people don't want. I'm actually not offended by it because... The people who attribute podcasting to nerdiness are not people I necessarily want in podcasting. It's the same with the men. Like, if you think podcasting is nerdy and you don't want to do it, then please don't. Please don't listen because you're just going to dumb down the the stats for everybody. I mean, I know you're probably just like, people don't know, so tell them about your show. But, like, I don't want the people who are crossbreeding to listen to my show. That's not actually what I was saying. I mean, yes, that is it. But at the same time, you're referring to your own age group. You know what I find interesting? Yeah, true. All these podcasters that don't listen to podcasts, they podcast Me? and they want, right. yeah, like Jessica. Yeah. There's podcasters totally out listen. there that right. want a podcast. And why isn't anybody listening? And then you say, okay, well, what podcast do you listen to? Oh, I don't listen to podcasts. But I think to right. myself, well, if you don't listen to podcasts, why would someone listen to yours, number one? Now, okay, the thing that you said, which made so much sense, is why would you do two podcasts for mothers that have hardly any time? So my question is, all right, so mothers have limited time. If I'm a podcaster and I'm podcasting to mothers, what can I talk about every week that makes them say, oh, I got to listen to this again? And if you're not asking yourself that every single time you open up the mic and you don't plan for that, then why should they listen to you? They're really busy. Their time, spare time, as mothers you know, is so important to them. For them to open up a podcast and give you their attention for a half an hour or whatever, what are you bringing for them? What are you giving to them? If you're not asking yourself that question, I think that's 90% of the problem. You nailed it. And also when I hear a lot of people talk about what you just said, where it's like, do you listen to podcasts? No, I don't. How do I grow my audience? And I think part of it is that either if you don't want to listen, that's fine. But you really do have to understand the podcast listener and what makes somebody listen to a show, how they listen, what they're doing when they listen. You've got to get very, very into that because marketing and especially outreach or promotion for your show for a podcast, for an audio show, is different than general marketing for most everything else out there. There are ways to get your brand seen, right? There are many different ways to do that in social media, via blogs, via, you know, guest blogs, via coverage and all of that stuff. We know how to do that. But what we haven't really, really spent time on is how to move the people who really love your brand now and are following you on Instagram and loving your Instagram to move to listening to your show and becoming subscribers. That hasn't happened. And the only way for us to really look at that is to pay attention to what the behavior is for people who are doing that. When are they going to click? What do they do? How do they listen? What are the issues whenever you click a, a link? And are they actually listening there? Like with the Apple podcast stuff, how many people do you think have 
tried to listen to a show because your marketing is so amazing and they clicked on that Apple link before it was updated and they had an Android device or they were on a computer and they really wanted to listen to your show and they didn't have iTunes installed or they were an Android user and they just went like, okay, all right, well, I'm not going to listen then because most of us aren't going to sit there and go, how can I listen to the show and start searching? They're not going to do that. So how many times have we dropped the ball then? Nobody really pays any attention to that. Or if you're, you know, the podcast app that you just linked out of, if it has a paywall, how do you get people to listen to that? Or if you have a link in your email, what happens when somebody clicks on that link? Are they actually going, is it easy for them to listen right afterwards? Is that what you want them to do? Like we don't question any of that stuff. And also just going back to what you were mentioning in terms of the, of like your demographic or or like the age, right? A lot of the millennials, it's not necessarily nerdy anymore. It actually is the hip thing to do. It's how they get their news, which is one of the reasons that culture has been more acceptable since that time. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Right. They're going to be aging. And so more people are going to get in through that. But millennials and younger folks are the ones that are actually listening to podcasts more. The demographic that is losing in terms of not reflective of the general population is the 55 and over crew, which is understandable, right? But the largest amount, uh, the largest uh, chunk of our demographic right now, the population are the younger people because they don't see it as Oh, mm-hmm. it is for nerdy people. It actually is now part of the the media ecosystem that they're exposed to. And they're moving towards getting things like news and politics and education that is more high level than what we're looking at in terms of, you know, Fox News and CNN and all of that stuff, all the cable news, which seems to have lost credibility for the majority of the younger population. So they're moving towards listening to podcasts. In fact, moving into which podcast topics are consumers most interested in that were surveyed in this were the top five. Number one is music. Number two, news and information. Number three, entertainment, celebrity, gossip. Number four, history. Number five, sports. You know, those are the top categories. Music is the weirdest thing. There's no way that's possible. What podcast is about music? Have you ever? None of the top ones. Nothing that's ever been. What are they talking about? This is not about the podcasts that are existing. This is, remember, this is surveying the people and they were asked, what's the topic that people would be interested to in listening to in a podcast. That doesn't mean they actually listen to podcasts, right? So this isn't podcast listeners. This is the people they surveyed. So it's just generally, if somebody were to ask somebody who doesn't listen to podcasts, what would you be interested in listening to? And this is what they came up with. And this is the list, right? It's a really long list, but it's interesting how most of us are not doing shows that are in those categories, particularly in the She Podcast space, right? Especially when you start to look at the lowest one that we got here was language, language that there was very little people interested in in listening to a podcast that was about language. But what's weird is that those podcasts, the ones that are about language, are actually the most profitable podcast out there, and they have some of the biggest audiences. So there's businesses that have been built around English-speaking podcasts, Spanish-speaking podcasts, like actually speaking a language, not because they're like that, right? And there's been amazing businesses that have been created through that. They were the first monetized, proven monetization models were language-based podcast networks and podcasts out there with the largest audiences way back. So it's interesting how you you might not think like, oh, I don't want to listen to a podcast about a language, but actually it's the best thing. If you want to learn a language, podcasts are possibly the easiest way to learn. I want to make one hilarious point about this podcast consumer, and we can talk about it more next time. But there's something yes. I noticed that I find screamingly funny about this survey, and I need to share it with you guys. Ready? Yes. 90% of people say they listen at home. Okay. Right. 70% of those people say they're not doing anything else but listening, not chores, not driving, not relaxing, not cooking, not walking, nothing. Okay. 70%, nothing else. Yet, 
87% said that they enjoy listening to podcasts because they can do other things while listening. 80% said because they were portable. 78% said you can listen wherever you are. What the hell? (laughs) That's so weird, don't you think? Well, no, yeah, I know. But he said that people could pick different ones. So in that one, that was one of those. I know. I just find it hilarious that, that they all say they're doing it from home. Most of them say they're not doing anything else. Yet the number one reason they like it is because they can do other stuff. That's right. ridiculous. That <laughs> makes no friggin' sense. That's People are true. so funny. I mean, I'm not saying that's the, not a false statistic. I'm saying human beings are hilarious. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Like we are a, the weirdest species ever. That's all. I don't think it's necessarily that important. I just found it to be very amusing. Um, There's other stuff that we can talk about. First of all, that Spotify is the number one way people consume, which is what I was kind of hoping would happen, that they would beat out Apple. And I also love that the number one way people are finding shows is by searching the internet and then social media and then recommendations and then other recommendations from other pot. In other words, search does not come into it until way down the list it's like seventh on the list so when you're telling people to leave you subscribe and leave a review you are wasting their time you may as well just say share it on social tell a friend which is i think a much Mm -hmm. we've always been saying that anyway but if i could circle back one real quick thing that you said that i thought was amazing elsie is that how many times have you said you know put a podcast in and shared the link for apple on the person with the android phone wanted to listen but they hit the button and they couldn't because they had an android phone how about that whole audience that's out there now that can now listen very easily, mm-hmm. how to market back to them, say, hey, listen, I know you tried, but now the technology has gotten so much better. It's so much easier. Please try again. Because mm-hmm. there's a big market out there. People have yeah, probably tried, didn't, wasn't able to listen to a podcast, gave up on it. Now you say, hey, listen, I know you tried. You couldn't do it, but now it's easier. Please try again. Yep. Smart. That would be awesome. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Please try again. And also, for those of you guys who are listening to us and you have not checked this out, because you can, I'll put a link in the show notes so you guys can either watch the thing. It's actually not very long. I think it's a little bit about, it's about 45 minutes long for the webinar. And you guys can check that out or just look at the PDF or the slides, which are available. Again, link in the show notes. And then send us some feedback over at feedback at com. And then give us your takeaways. Or if you want us to comment on some of the data that you saw, that would be really cool. Because I think there's a lot still to talk about this uh, survey in the way that we move forward, particularly with the biggest pain point that I see from absolutely every single person that I work with is, how do I grow my show? And I can tell you again, over and over again, that it has nothing to do with some kind of random marketing things or how many times you post on social. It has nothing to do with that. That is an aspect of the overall reach of who it sees your show or what Jessica says, eyes come before your ears, you know, whatever. You have to see it first. Yes, absolutely. That does play into it. But in order to get your show listeners to grow, that's a whole different conversation. And you have to ask deeper questions about that. And a lot of it, it does, it's not for everybody, meaning it's not everybody is not going to have that one solution. So do send us some feedback, feedback at shepodcast.com. And I think that we're wrapping it up. Jess, do you have anything else to say before we close? Please go to shepodcast.com forward slash live and support the Kickstarter or buy your ticket before the prices go up. Run, hurry, do it now. Do it now. Do it now, 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 now. That's it. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. It has been an honor speaking to you today, as it is always. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at She Podcast. You can also find us on our website, ShePodcast.com. If you want to be a member of our Patreon, ShePodcast.com forward slash Patreon or Patreon.com forward slash ShePodcast, whichever floats your boat. We have a super squad. It's $5 a month. We answer every question you can possibly think of. Super cool. They love it. Next week, we'll have a double hit of the super squad sample that we didn't have time for today, just so that you guys know what kinds of questions we're answering in there. But um, yeah, $5 a month. It's like the easiest coaching, the cheapest coaching you would get in podcasting out there, people. Do it. That's right. Sweet. Super excited. All right. Thank you guys so much. Talk to you soon. Look, I am. Oh, love you. <laughs> mean it <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs>